It's time to check your money with America's Money Maven, Vicki Brackens. Vicki Brackens is the president of Brackens Financial Solutions Network, LLC, and the registered representative of LPL Financial, member SIPC. Vicki, once again, we have a special guest in the building. Yes, we do. We have um, the president of Center State CEO, the Corporation for Economic Opportunity, Mr. Rob Simpson, joining us today again because we had so many things that we wanted to discuss last week that I thought we would um, pick up where we left off uh, this week to make sure that we uh, set the uh, table for everyone uh, around the, around the community. So Rob, thank you again for joining us. I'm going to get right to the point because I want to make sure we get everything in this week and uh, ask you to go back to a question that we started uh, right at the end of our last segment, which was to review the building blocks that it took to bring this this economy and bring the central New York economy up to the point of being uh, ready and able to uh, take on a project like Micron. Yeah, I mean, you know, there are as, as I reflect back on, on 20 years, though, I think there are there are really so many. I think you have to start with with downtown Syracuse, which, uh, as we mentioned last week, was um, you know really struggling back in 2003, four, five. If you remember, uh, we had some major employers pull out of downtown. It caused a lot of consternation. Uh, I think Dick Case, for some of your listeners who remember him, he wrote a, an op-ed piece that was titled, There's Not a Broom Big Enough for Downtown, right? <laughs> yeah. uh, and that was the message we were projecting to the rest of the world. We had to fix that. The vacant buildings, the boarded up windows, the empty storefronts, the, the uh, all of those conditions needed to be changed. And frankly, uh, it's really amazing if you walk around downtown today, every single major building downtown has seen a reinvestment or a redevelopment over the course of the last the last 20 years right uh, every single one of them that is remarkable progress for the community two we had to rebuild the innovation ecosystem we talked about creating a place that starts more businesses than it loses and that innovation ecosystem didn't exist the tech garden didn't exist uh, companies like tcg player that uh, you know, they get lots of headlines or density. Our first billion dollar startup in, in Syracuse uh, didn't exist at that point. But the con- creating the conditions for entrepreneurs like that to create thousands of jobs in our community was something that was uh, that was missing and was really important. I think we talked also about the collaboration muscle, right? Creating the conditions for people to actually work together because you cannot sell someone like Micron or anyone else for that matter on your community if your community is divided and doesn't have clarity of vision and purpose. We had to reinvest in some strategic industries, right? We've made massive investments in uh, unmanned systems and drones here in central New York. We've made uh, huge investments in advanced manufacturing and smart systems and microelectronics. And it turns out that those strategic industries are things that are fundamental drivers of the markets that make money for Micron. Right, mm-hmm. they are fundamental elements of the things uh, that that company cares about, and so we are literally helping to create the markets into which they are selling some of their products, which was a great thing for us to discover of each other when we were working together. But I think maybe most importantly, we had to change this community psychology. We had to break the mindset that Central New York was a place that was going to continue to lose. Right, that Central New York was a place where we can't do things. Central New York's a place that you have to leave in order to make something of yourself. Um, breaking that has been one of the hardest things I think we've all collectively worked on. We still know plenty of people who have some of that attitude, but I will tell you this, I met with someone today who, uh, who spent 20 minutes talking to me about how 
amazed they were at the positivity of people in Syracuse. There's someone who doesn't wow. live here. This is someone who was here on their first visit. Changing that narrative that we all project, uh, building that sense that this is a place where we can actually do it has been has been critical because you have to believe in yourself if you're going to get someone else to believe in you. So what I'm hearing you say, what I heard you say is that we might not have been ready for Micron 20 years ago, even 10 years ago. Now, you might not say that. Right? No, I'll say it. I'll say it out loud. We weren't ready for Micron 10 okay. years ago. I don't believe that if we had had an opportunity to to, to uh, talk to Micron 10 years ago, I don't believe that we were ready for it. I don't believe we could have executed on it. We didn't have the right partners in place to do things like acquire the White Pine uh, Business Park, which the county executive did, right? He took a big political risk, put 1,400 acres of real estate together. Um, that wasn't happening previously. We didn't have the academic partnerships we needed. We didn't have the partnerships with the state we needed. Um, we were still finding ourselves and finding our way and trying to plot the path forward. So I don't think we would have been successful recruiting Micron 10 years ago. I think this project came along at a time where we were capable and we were ready and we were prepared and we were hungry. And uh, and I think that message came through loud and clear. Clearly it resonated because we did land them. So now, now that we're here, um, staying here and moving forward is going to be the mission, I am sure. Staying here and, and moving forward and all of the things that those 20 years built uh, are going to be essential to growing the economy and growing around what's happening with Micron. So tell, tell me what you're envisioning that needs to happen next, not only just with your team internally as far as center state or the business community, but the population. What needs to happen next? Well, one thing I think as a community, we need to get used to winning. Um, there's a lot more winning in our future. I can tell you that right now. Just in the last couple of weeks, we've had some great wins. You know, designated as one of 31 federal uh, tech, tech hubs, right? A major validation of the fact that Central New York is one of the most uh, uh, one of the most uh, important emerging tech hubs in the entire country. Uh, we applied for that with Rochester and Buffalo and had a success. We landed a TTM, a, a major expansion for TTM, 400 jobs, $130 million, bringing jobs uh, from offshore, bringing them back to America uh, to put our people to and, work. And what does TTM do? Uh, they, um, what they're going to be doing in this expansion, they make a wide variety of defense and communications products, uh, microelectronics. What they're going to be building in this expansion is printed circuit boards, right? Mm -hmm. the, those little green boards that you have your electronics on that are in your phones or your computer or your laptop. Um, uh, that's what they're going to be doing and, and delivering those to uh, primarily um, defense customers. So there's a lot more of that kind of winning that's in our future, which is really exciting. That's one thing. Uh, two, we have to not throw out the game plan that got us here. Um, we got to understand we we were able to reach this point because we were thoughtful, we were data driven, we were strategic, and we were collaborative. And if we can continue to be those things over the course of the next ten years, fifteen years going forward, we're going to continue to have a lot of success. One thing that makes me nervous uh, around Micron, and I've said this to folks at Micron, I don't mind saying this to your audience, um, for as amazing as that opportunity is. Uh, successful economies do not depend on any single employer for their economic prosperity. Thank successful you. communities start more companies than they lose, right? It's such a simple formula. And so while we celebrate Micron, while we bend over backwards to make sure that Micron gets in the ground and they uh, stay on schedule and they build what they're saying they're going to build, we have to keep investing in our homegrown innovation and in our entrepreneurship. 
We have to continue to invest in strategic industries. We have to take care not just of our downtown, but of our neighborhoods, right? Throughout the city and throughout the region. And, uh, and, we, have to, um, and we have to continue to collaborate. So not throwing out the game plan that got us Micron, I think is one of the most important things that we have to remember. Yes, the community is changing. Yes, this is a remarkable opportunity, um, but being thoughtful, being strategic and being data-driven is going to continue to pay dividends for us down the road. Vicky, can I just follow oh, yes. up quickly? Okay, go ahead, George. So, so uh, Rob, I, I love that you said that because what I'm thinking is as a community, there's a lot of different angles to this question, but I'm really thinking about your point is we cannot just solely rely on Micron as the end all be all. We have to develop and ensure the capacity to focus on, we got to walk in true gum at the same time as what I'm hearing you say. I think that's absolutely right. I mean, look, look back, um, you know, this is, a, this is an observation I make that's been informed by history, right? Look back at, uh, at GE, when my grandfather worked there back in the 1950s, 22,000 people. Does GE have 22,000 people in this town anymore? You know, 70 years later? No, they do not, right? We still have an amazing facility in Lockheed out at Electronics Park and it employs a lot of great people in this community. It's a wonderful asset, but it's not what it was. Or Carrier in its heyday, or New Venture Gear, or Syracuse China, or, or, or we could go on. Right. We've lived this story before. And where our economy fell down, in my opinion, is that we became overly dependent on a small handful of large and very important employers. And we stopped doing the basic blocking and tackling of, of building for the future. Innovation, creativity, starting new things, trying new things, taking risk, right? And leaning into the future instead of being overly comfortable in the present. I think that is the lesson that we take away. So that that is part of the game plan that we need to chisel into every cornerstone in the building and in the buildings here and every mindset going forward that we cannot get comfortable in the present and forget about the future. We have to continually reach for the future through innovation and uh, entrepreneurship. So, so Rob, um, what's next right now? If you said what's next, what can you share? Well, uh, listen, um, helping Micron execute on this once in a, a lifetime opportunity is certainly top of the list for, for everybody in, in central New York right now. I think we have to maximize that moment. Uh, two, I will tell you our economic development pipeline, the projects that we're working on is the largest it's ever been. Uh, if you go back to 2019, our, the, the total value of the projects that we were working on was around 530 or $540 million during the course of 2019. Uh, today, that number is $4.1 billion of opportunity across 80 to 90 projects in every industry sector that you can imagine. But in the majority of those projects, they are advanced manufacturing projects. We're seeing manufacturing coming back to the U.S. from other parts of the world, and there's a lot of reasons. Climate change is one. All the geopolitical instability is another. And some market forces are driving this massive wave of reinvestment of manufacturing uh, in the United States. And the Northeast is perfectly positioned for that. So we have to capitalize on those things. One of the things I'm personally spending a lot of time on, I'm really excited about, is we are, um, we're building a new tech garden. Um, this facility that's been home to and incubating some of these uh, prominent names, the Impels and the Densities and, and the TCG players over the years, 
Um, we're putting two floors up on top of the building. We're completely changing the design. We're planting a flag in the middle of downtown Syracuse that says this is a center for innovation and for creativity. And we open the doors wide, right? You and I have talked about this, Vicki. We open the doors as wide as we can to everyone in our community from wherever they are, every walk of life, we welcome them into this building and we help them cultivate their ideas and turn them into to economic growth and into wealth, right? Um, that's a remarkably exciting uh, project that we have. So I think there are a lot of big, significant opportunities that we have coming over the course of the next few years. And I have never been more bullish on the future of Syracuse. If, if there were a stock in Syracuse, I would buy it, buy, buy, buy all day long. This community 10 years from now is gonna be one of the most dynamic and exciting cities in America. I think it already is. I think it's becoming recognized as an emerging market. I think it was the Brookings Institution recently that, that right. said Syracuse is one of the top 10 emerging markets in the country, right? We're gaining on other people fast and I would never bet against us. I think we are well positioned to win the future. And I've, I've just never been more excited. So George, did you hear that? One of the top 10 emerging markets, I want to say that really slowly because I want everybody to hear, one of the top 10 emerging markets as far as the city and city growth in this country. And um, so I don't want to, you know, talk about a couple of weeks ago. Yes. I don't want to hear anymore about things are not happening. I can't take any more of that, of that conversation. Okay. But, but can I just be that voice for just two seconds? Sure. Rob, because we, I want to address this. Sure you, were gonna be. you know I have to, right? This is, yep. I got to represent the peoples, right? No, I got it. Let's go. They are, you know, they've been hurt many times. They've been the bridesmaid many times. They've been left at the altar many times. And it's very hard to chisel and you talked about this a little bit earlier how to get away from that mindset of being hurt so many times where you it's like mm, is this really going to happen i mean you've heard this ad nauseum and despite what vicky just said but despite what you just said right because vicky a couple of weeks ago was was like telling everybody it's time what she says the re the revolution is live and cny that was right. it's right the, the revolution is live and cny that was okay. the topic of the show so she's beating the drum but yep. some people are still like mm, we'll see i don't know so how, how what do we need to do for that 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 attitude rob I'll, I'll give you my perspective. Um, I understand why people have that uh, have that attitude. I really do. Um, we've seen some difficult times. We've lost a lot of business. Uh, people have lost opportunity. A lot of people have lost jobs. Some people have lost jobs multiple times. People's family members have moved away. Their kids, their grandkids have moved away. It's been a tough, when you I can't even say decade or two decades. It's been, it's been 60, 70, 80, in some cases, 90 years of economic and social decline. So I understand completely why people are skeptical about, is the turnaround real? Um, the thing that I worry about though, for those people who are the most skeptical and have every right to be, is I don't want them to miss the wave, right? Yeah. I don't want them to miss the wave. So um, we have to also acknowledge that sometimes people are skeptical because they don't get the information Right, mm -hmm. which is one of the reasons I'm excited to be with with both of you today is that right. we, I can talk to an audience that I don't talk to every day. Um, we have to understand that not everybody has the information. Uh, some people are more skeptical than others, but the opportunity set for this region right now is huge. And I don't want anyone in this community who has lived here, who has 
suffered through the difficult times, who deserve something better than what they've had, I don't want anyone to miss the wave. Hmm. Don't miss the wave. And and if you're elected, don't block the wave. Hello. Don't block the wave. Yes. I love, I love, I love that. Okay. Don't block the wave. So Rob, um, three things we need to do to not miss the wave. Let's close with that. One, uh, we need to ensure that in this moment of growing economic prosperity, that we bring everyone or at least as many people along as we possibly can. Uh, and that means we need to uh, we need to be out. We need to be talking to more people. We need to be engaging the community. We need to be ensuring that as we're creating jobs, we're creating real access to opportunity for people. One of the things I'm the most proud of with Micron, everyone talks about a hundred billion dollar investment, and it's awesome and it's amazing. But this company has made real commitments to uh, to diversity, equity, and inclusion, and they're hiring. They've made massive commitments. 30% of the construction spend on those $100 billion of fabs uh, are going to go to women and minority-owned businesses, right? 20% uh, of their annual operating spend. These, these are billions of dollars that are being set aside to ensure that we are helping populations that have been historically marginalized and left behind gain access to wealth and opportunity. And that's huge. We need to do it not just on Micron projects, but on all these other projects that we're working on. Um, Bringing everyone along, I think, is really important. Number two, we have to continue to collaborate. Um, and sometimes when things are hard, people pull together because they have to. And then when things get good, everyone's like, yeah, hey, maybe it's okay if I go my own way. Um, I fight that every single day. I will continue to fight that every single day. We have to stick together. It is as simple as this. When we work together, we win, right? And three, we have to keep our eye on the future, um, right? As we were just talking about, don't get comfortable in the present. Keep our eye on how things are evolving. Right now, globally, the level of, of uncertainty in the world today is astounding. It's, it's actually terrifying, right? This is a citizen. It, it's scary to see what's happening in the world. And those things impact markets and they impact interest rates and they impact all the things that drive or block economic growth. And in order for us to navigate this moment successfully, we have to pay attention to what's happening. And when a lane opens, we have to take it quick. We gotta be right there. We have to be front of the line. And when a door closes, we have to stop banging our heads against it and look for another lane. Pivot. Those yes. three things. Absolutely. Rob, listen, it's, it's been fantastic. And um, I hope you will um, uh, feel free that if there's something that you need to, to say or to get out into the community, that you turn to us here at Inspiration for the Nation and at America's Money Maven because our, our microphone is open to you at any point in time. Um, George, I gotta slow down. I'm so, 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 so excited here. Okay, you know I get every once in a while. If you have questions, feel free to give me a call, area code 315-930-4499 or reach out at info at Brackens, that's B-R-A-C-K-E-N-S-F-S-N.com. Absolutely. Share, 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 share this segment and the one that we had last week. Put them together and, and book in. Make sure that your family, your friends, everyone share this and subscribe. I'll say finally, our plate is full and have a great, great weekend. 
All right, thank you to our guest, Rob Simpson, president of the Central State CEO. Vicki Brackens is the president of Brackens Financial Solutions Network, LLC, and a registered representative of LPL Financial, member SIPC. She is, yes, she is America's money maven.